to the Motivation for Regular People podcast, where you'll find all of the inspiration you need to start, continue, and finish the goals that matter most to you. My name is Brady Ross. I'm so glad that you have tuned into the show today. If you haven't already done so, I would encourage you to subscribe to the show on Apple or Spotify or wherever you happen to be listening to the podcast. It's especially important today because I have an announcement to make. I told you previously that we would be releasing a new episode on the first and third Thursday of the month, but based on initial interest, not only from listeners, but also potential guests that are interested in coming on the show, we are going to be able to do a new episode every Thursday. So each Thursday morning, you'll wake up and you'll have a new episode in your feed wherever you subscribe to the show. I can't wait to share additional content with you and have different guests come on to tell their story. It's gonna be great. You'll want to subscribe so you can know immediately when new episodes are available. And like we talked about last week, if you will rate the show, if you'll share it, it'll help more people discover the content and benefit from what we're doing here. And I would really appreciate that. Today, you are going to get to hear from my good friend, Peyton Menz. Meyer. Peyton and I have known each other for a long time, and I say this on the show, but I'll say it here as well. The transformation that I've made in my life, the things that I have been able to accomplish would not have been possible if not for Peyton's inspiration and encouragement and friendship along the way. So I'm so thankful to Peyton. I love what he's doing with his platform, and he's going to tell you more about that once we get into the episode. Before we get started, I did want to let you know about my new Midweek Momentum newsletter. If you're anything like me, you start the week with a lot of excitement. It's Monday, you feel really good, you have all of these ideas, all of these aspirations, and then the week starts and maybe things don't go according to plan or maybe your to-do list becomes longer than you anticipated and by the time Tuesday or Wednesday rolls around, you don't have that same level of energy that you did before. If this is a feeling that you can relate to, go to my website at bradyross.com, that's B-R-A-D-Y-R-O-S-S.com, and sign up for my Midweek Momentum newsletter. Every Tuesday, I'll send you a short email that contains a quote or a thought or some other form of motivation that's going to help you finish the week with the same amount of drive that you started with. After you sign up, you'll get a free instant download of the introduction and the first chapter of my book, Seven Steps to Dominate Your Day and Crush Your Goals, and you'll learn all about how you can maximize the power and potential of each day by planning in advance what you want to accomplish. I hope that you'll do that, but for now, sit back and enjoy my conversation with my friend Peyton Menzenmeyer. Hey, Peyton, it's great to have you on the show. Hey, Brady, what's going on, man? Oh, not too much. Super excited to have you on. Um, obviously, you and I go way back. I think, what, 12, 13 years now we've known each other? Yep. Yeah, back in the college. Day. Wait, high school, right? We have knew each high other school. in high school, too. Yeah. We, somehow we ended up in the same college. I guess it's in the same town, so that makes a little more sense. Yeah, it's an easy connection to make, but... Yeah, I think we met when we were 16, and now you're 30. I'm going to turn 30 next year, so we've known each other almost half of our lives. I tell you what, man, that's crazy to think about it. I know. We're old. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I am so excited for my 30s. Like, I... You know, I was really um, bummed when I turned 20. I'm like, man, my teenage years are gone. 
I can't like say I'm naive anymore. I got to start working like a real job. Like I was totally bummed out. And then I turned 30 last week and I told my wife, like, I have never been more excited for a decade in my life. Like this is going to be a decade for the record books here. And I, I'm just excited for, I'm excited for my thirties, what God has in store for it. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the ride. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great perspective. And I think that, you know, when you're younger, like we joke about, you know, meeting back in high school, I think if you would have talked with us back then, we would have looked ahead to 30 and thought, oh, 30 is so old, like we're gonna, you know, have I thought so I was much gonna, behind us at that point. Yeah, I thought I was gonna have so much figured out by 30. Like, I was like, man, 30, I'm just gonna have all this like money and knowledge and wisdom and life figured out. It's gonna be so easy. Life's gonna be great. And for the most part, I was right, but there are still things I'm like, man, it's just, it's not quite what I thought it was going to be. It's, it's a nope. different thing being in the shoes of a 30 year old. Yep. Yeah. You've got to just go on that journey of life. So, well, you it. and I could talk all day about anything and we do talk a lot, but I want to kind of hone us in on the topic that people came to hear. So, you know, what I've realized talking with a lot of people about motivation and discipline. It's something that people discover at different points in their journey. And so I'd love to hear from you just about your own, you know, drive and your motivation. Has that something that is that something that you've always felt? Or did you discover that at some point along the way? So I think I had hints of it, but I couldn't, I, I wouldn't have been able to define it and talk about it as motivation or uh, drive or purpose or anything like that whenever I was a teenager or in my 20s. it So a small example of this that just came to mind, I was in cross country. I ran cross country whenever I was all through high school. And we had practice at like 6 a.m. in the morning. Well, I was all about being the best I could be. You know, I just wanted, and, and a lot of that is attached to some baggage I have. Like I'm, I, am motivated by people's perspective of me. And, you know, I want to overachieve. So people think really highly of me. So that's just, that's just, you know, I need therapy for that. But it came off in my, it came off in my running. And so I would have practice at 6am, but I would wake up at 5am. And this, you're going to love this. This is a fun thing. My my ringtone, this was an old flip phone. My ringtone was photographed by Nickelback. Everybody <laughs> hates that song. And now I hate it because it, <laughs> it was my 5 a.m. ringtone. I would get up. I would run a mile, go to practice, run and practice, have after school practice. And then I would go home and I would run again. And I was running on a ranch on gravel road, like twisting my ankle. It's probably why I have bad ankles today because I was just twisting <laughs> my ankles the whole way. But it was just something in me that desired more, even if it was for bad reasons, like trying to impress people. Um, I was desiring something like I wanted to push myself to something beyond that. Now, like I said, at the time, I wouldn't have been able to define that. It probably wasn't until this is going to be wild because this wasn't that long ago until I had kids that mm. it really something clicked inside of me of I only have like the reality that I only have this life. Like that's a thought I have often. Like I only have my life. That's the only one God has blessed me with. And I get to choose. And that's the, that's the cool thing is you always have a choice. I get to choose how I live this life. Hmm. instead of letting it choose it for me, like I wanted to make the choice. 
And so I, I started doing that for my kids. I, and so that pulled over into my health, into my achievements, into my family time, the things that I valued most. And I just kind of had a come to Jesus moment or a come to Peyton moment of <laughs> Peyton, what do you want your life to be? Like whenever you get to the end, what kind of regrets are you going to have? And how can you dim those a little bit today while you're 30 or whatever? So anyways, it, it, you know, there, it was there, there was a seed there, but I think I just started seeing it sprout from the earth recently, which is kind of mm. cool because it's, you know, it, it took a while, a lot of development for that to happen. Mm. That's so awesome. I, so one of the things that I'm reflecting on as I hear you talk is it sounds like in terms of motivation, you've had a high level of motivation for most of your life, you know, even going back to being in high school, albeit you realize now maybe for the wrong reasons, but that motivation has always sort of come naturally for you, but it's only been over the last couple of years that you have maybe realigned or refocused that motivation to serve you in a different way. Yeah. I mean, and I think you say this um, with this podcast and the stuff that you're putting out that we all have kind of, we're all kind of pulling from the same pool. You know, some of us are blessed with, you know, more, outgoing, we're more optimistic, we're more energetic, you know, just kind of in a room or with people. But really, we're all kind of pulling from, we're all people, we all have a drive, something that gets us up in the morning, or at least something that could get us up in the morning. We all have this energy, this desire to be alive. And it's just honing it into the right thing. And Mm -hmm. I think there's so many people today that are honed into the wrong things like they are like they have a compass maybe but it's just pointing the wrong direction so they're just like walking and it's like those those movies when they run in the forest and they end up back at the same tree and they're thinking (laughs) how am i still here i've been running all day and i'm still at this spot and it's because their compass is just a little off and so all it takes is these little ticks in our life you know, little compass ticks in our life to get us pointed in the right direction. And that's, that's when, you know, you really start to get excited about this stuff because I've seen it. I know you've seen it. We made small ticks and it's like, boom, I'm heading in the right direction. I know I'm, I'm energized. I know what I want. And it's easy for me to go that direction now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think there is a difference between predisposition and capacity. So I might be predisposed to anger but that doesn't mean that I don't have the capacity to respond with grace and understanding whenever someone does something to hurt me or something that I don't agree with. And I think that that's where a lot, that's where it stops for a lot of people. Like they feel that predisposition and they think that that is all that they're capable of. But what I love hearing your story is you're acknowledging something that I often talk about with people, which is you have more control and you have more agency over your life than you might initially think. And it's all about, yeah, how do you tap into that? How do you discover that? So I want to get to you know some of the work that you're doing with your website and your newsletter. But I do want to ask one more question, just reflecting on your story. So you talk about how your motivation around the time that you had kids shifted from you know seeking the approval of other people to thinking about the kind of life that you want to live and the regrets that you hope that you don't have one day. How intentional do you have to be about directing your motivation or your focus towards that goal on a daily basis? I mean, it really does 
affect every decision that you make, which sounds daunting at first, but you know, this is something I know we're going to talk about in a little bit. I am, I'm writing a book on purpose, you know, and mm-hmm. I hopefully it'll come out later this year, but this is the very first thing I talk about. One of the very first principles, um, I call it the, the three D's, you know, wearing your 3d glasses. Uh, and so, you know, the, the three D's of purpose, the very first principle to live with purpose is you have to have a direction, you have to have the discipline, and then you need, and then along that path, you're going to be developed and you're going to experience development. So direction helps individual people stay focused on the right things, right? So like I, I talked about in the book, if you're focused on the moon, then every other distraction you know, every other thing not focused on the moon, it, you can immediately get rid of it. Like, you know, it's not for you. So for me, it's like, I know I want to be heavily evolved in my boys' lives. Like my boys, my wife, my family, they are a priority for me. I love them. I am obsessed with them. I want to spend as much possible time as I can with them. And because I have that direction, that's where the discipline comes in. And like discipline, we think of discipline as like a punishment, you know, like you discipline me and, and, you know, it's a bad, it has a negative feel connotation to it. But discipline is what keeps people on the right path where other people fear off. Hmm. Like discipline's a thing that keeps you going when other people can't do it. And this is where, you know, a lot of people struggle to find their direction. So that's the first step. But then discipline's a thing. It's like, I don't see the results immediately. I actually heard this today. Uh, John Acuff talked about this, where he said, uh, patience is being willing to do the thing that has already failed and to do it mm. again and to do it again and to do it again. And I thought, man, that is it. Because, you know, you wake up one day and, you know, you, you're you up all night with your your kid and you're tired, you're exhausted, you get to the end of the day, and you're like, did I, like, my kid was yelling at me the whole time, like, I must be failing as a parent. (laughs) But discipline says, I know what I want. Like, I could easily get distracted by other things. I could easily go play a video game. I could easily spend more time with guys and go hang out more. I could easily go to the gym and spend three hours in in the afternoon then but I can say no to those things a lot easier because I know my direction. I know I have to be disciplined, be patient to go through it. And then I'm going to develop as a dad and be the best dad for them along the way. So that's a, that's a small example. Um, just one aspect of your life, but your original question was, you know, how much does this encompass everything? I mean, this is, this is just, you have to decide what do you want out of your life? And then as you develop the discipline, Every little thing matters. How you spend your energy, uh, where your attention and focus is going to, how intentional you are in the moment that you want or you don't want, those things all play into it. And as you know your direction, you can clean those things out a lot easier, a lot more natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love what you're saying. And I want to reiterate one point. You know, you talk about discipline, but before you can create discipline, there's another essential step, and it's the step of creating direction. And so we don't pursue discipline just for the sake of being disciplined people, but it's with an end goal in mind. Um, well, you and this talked is earlier. Where, this is where motivation, sorry, I didn't interrupt you, but I just no, want to you like talk, you talk about motivation and this is where motivation really, really plays into this conversation because, you know, 
if I if I think I need to be a bodybuilder, we're just gonna keep with this like physical exercise because that's a typical discipline people think of. I want to be stronger or whatever. I want to do these things. Okay, if somebody says I'm not gonna do bodybuilder, I'm gonna do a marathon. Okay, I think I, someone, one of your listeners, me, whatever, we might wake up and we say, okay, I want to be more fit. I've seen fit people run marathons before, therefore. I need to run a marathon to be fit, okay? I'm gonna go on a run and I very, very quickly find out I hate running. Now this obviously isn't me because I was a cross country runner, but <laughs> you might very, very quickly realize I hate running. And you're like, well, I gotta be disciplined like that, you know, Peyton said, you know, I gotta be disciplined in this area and I just gotta boom, boom, boom. And you just let, you dread it every single day. You wake up and you dread it. And that's because maybe, you went to you went to step two, but your direction wasn't aimed in the right way. It's like you're not motivated to be disciplined because you don't actually want you want to be fit, but you don't want to be a marathon runner. And there's other ways to be fit, like walking. You could be a healthy walker. You could go to the gym and lift weights. You could maybe you do more community workouts. You need to get CrossFit or some other kind of maybe you need an accountability partner that y'all can walk the bridge and talk about each other's things all day. You know, maybe you need to do at home workouts. Like there's so many other ways to be fit, but if you don't know what you want and don't want, if you don't have that clear, then you're not going to have the motivation to stay disciplined on that path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I talked with another coach one time that used the example of chips and queso. He said, people always pair chips and queso together but the chip is only important because it helps you get to the queso. If you're motivated enough to eat queso, you can use a spoon, you can use a tortilla, you can use your finger. Although if you're ever eating queso with me, please don't do that. Um, but, <laughs> please, please don't do that. Right. Um, but the chip only matters because it helps you get to the queso. Now, here's the problem. You know, obviously, this is a metaphor for the things that people do that they think are going to help them achieve a specific outcome. A lot of times people look at something that is really just a means to an end and they consider it to be the end in itself. The goal for you may not be to become a runner or be on a specific exercise plan or whatever it might be. And we have to challenge ourselves to think deeper about the outcome that we want. And this will probably be a topic for another article or podcast that I do one day. But, you know, when we talk about motivation, there is external motivation and there's internal motivation. And a lot of times people think that the external motivators, like whether it's money or status or power, those are what really drive us. In reality, it's often the internal motivators. It's the things that are harder to quantify that truly make a difference. You might think that you want to make a lot of money, but is that really what you want or do you want you know, what the money says about you or security, or it could be any number of things. Right. So. Which is why it is so important, you know, in this first principle I write about that there's synergy between these three D's. And that is, again, direction, you know, what direction you want to go, you know, the discipline, you're disciplining yourself for the right direction, and then that you're being developed along the way. And that development is actually the real goal. Like that's <clears> what you really want. We seek happiness but happiness is this myth, right? You never achieve, you can't purchase happiness. You can experience it, but you're gonna experience it more fulfilling and it's gonna have a longer duration on it if it's attached to the development process. So it's like, you don't feel happy 
whenever you cross the finish line of the marathon, you feel happy whenever that long-term goal reaches its completion. And you recognize I have completed something of true significance here. Like that's when happiness, that's when true joy, fulfillment, purpose, that's when that plays in. So it takes all three of these working together. And that's why I framed them as as 3D glasses, framed them. That's funny. Anyways, that's why I framed <laughs> them as that because, you know, we have to be looking at all of our life, all of our decisions through these three Ds. And if we don't, if we miss one of them, it sets them all off. So we have mm. to start with direction, move to discipline, and then allow that joy and fulfillment to come from the development as we move along. Mm-hmm. So we're recording on a Wednesday. This podcast is going to be out the following Thursday. Obviously, Peyton, your book is not ready yet. It's still in the editing. I have gotten to read the book. It is fantastic. I'll be one of the first people to review it and talk about it when it comes out. And I'm so excited for when that time comes. But I want to give you some space just to talk a little more. You can talk about the book if you want, or you can talk about your newsletter and some of the other things that you're doing. Um, But just tell us about what you have going on right now. Yeah. So, you know, I've just seen, you know, I'm a, I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for over 10 years, uh, working at churches, working with people. Um, now I'm, I'm pursuing a degree in uh, social work so I can do more clinical therapy. And, and those attached with the purpose, the reason of writing this book um, is because I am seeing a growing amount of people who are frustrated in their life. And it's almost like they turn 30 or they hit this milestone or where they thought they should be at this time. And they're just like, they're, they, they struggle with this nagging question of, are they where they wanna be in life? Why do they feel stuck? Why are they not feeling fulfilled or as if their life has purpose and meaning and they're moving towards something? And I got, you know, you can only hand somebody self-help books so long before they're just like, I obviously none of this is working for me. So what do I do? Like, I don't want to read, like, I don't know where my answer is in these complex ideas. And so I thought, okay, what if, what if I wrote something that has, has, a, you know, practical examples, practical things that will help people find purpose, but wrote it in a way that is narratively driven, that they can watch somebody apply these principles in their life. And you know, you can actually see the internal workings of a character, of a person. And it, it probably mirrors a lot of what the reader is gonna feel as they're going through the same kind of journey. But then at the end of the day, the reader's gonna have these five principles that's gonna be able to help them realign and live a purpose-driven life, right? Not a purposeless, living it's a purpose living and so that was the motivation for writing this book i want to be able to give a guide to somebody that says hey this is easy to read and if you start applying even one of these principles i i am i guarantee you're going to see some kind of change in your life and i just couldn't find any resource like that and so i was like okay well god i guess i'll write that thing and so i wrote it and i appreciate your endorsement i don't know when that's going to release i'm hoping this fall is when that book will come out so right now I am doing, I'm putting all of these ideas, I'm trying to collect them and help people in small ways. And I'm doing most of that on my website, which is just my name, Peyton Minz, M-I-N-Z. So it's P-A-Y-T-O-N-M-I-N-Z.com. 
Um, and I, I and that'll be in the show notes as well. Sorry to interrupt, but great. just wanted to make yeah, that clear. Yeah, yeah, I, I, my last name is Minzenmeyer, and I, my wife was like, "Well, you can't do that because no one will ever find you." So I was like, <laughs> "Minz, it is." Um, but I send out this um, three-minute newsletter, which you mentioned. It's called the Three MN Three Minute Newsletter. That's my promise. It'll take you three minutes every week. And I am an I am a life optimization junkie, and I am an idea. I soak in ideas. I carry around this little notebook with me, and I just write down ideas as I'm reading, as I'm experiencing, as I'm thinking. And so every week, I'll send out one idea. I'll send out one quote that I'm chewing on, and it's usually you know something pretty profound, some kind of profound thinker, or you know I'm bringing in other voices. And then I do one reflection question. So it's three minutes. So quote or uh, idea, quote, reflection. And really the reflection is just to, you know, get that, get us thinking, do something with this content. So I send that out uh, every Thursday around one o'clock and it's completely free. It's super short. It's not a big commitment, but in that newsletter, I will eventually start releasing stuff about the book too. So if anybody's interested, they can jump on there and get some content until I release that book or if they just want the content that works too. Absolutely. Yeah. I can sense your, and I know you, so this is not a new realization, but just hearing you talk in this setting, I can sense your passion for helping people and providing content that gets people thinking about their purpose as we've talked about. And before we wrap up, I just want to mention, you know, I get to go on a lot of podcasts as a guest right now. And a lot of times I'll get the question of when I started to change my life and adopt some of these same habits. And it's funny because there was never like that, you know, rock bottom, come to Brady type moment um, or come to Jesus moment where (laughs) I realized that I needed to do something different. It really started around the time that we went to college and, you know, you and I were living together and we had another one of our friends down the hall and you guys were going to the gym. And I had worked out on and off in my life, but I thought, well, if they're going to be at the gym, then that's where I should be too. And it was really that um, accountability, I guess, if you could call it that, and that sense of community that really put me on a path to where I am now. And so I tell you this off air, but I'll say it on air as well. I don't feel like I would be where I am today if not for your friendship and your encouragement. And as we like to joke about a lot, just our the way we sort of challenge each other, not in a way where like, I want to beat you or anything like that, but it's just, we're, you know, the type of friends that are always pushing each other to be better. So just thank you for the influence that you've had in my life. And now you're getting to have in other people's lives through the work that you're doing. Oh, I appreciate it, man. And I, I did all that, except I do want to beat you and everything. I do. <laughs> that still remains for me. It, it, you're more mature and further along in the path than I am. I am still going to beat you or, or strive to beat you in all things. <laughs> well, if that's your purpose, then I don't know, you might end up disappointed <laughs> at the end of the day. So, uh, I love it. Well, Peyton, any final thoughts before we wrap up? No, I just, I love what you're doing here, Brady. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Um, I've, I've told you this and I'll tell you this on air. Uh, you are, you're reaching your point. You're going to break through um, that ceiling that's been, I feel like hovering over you for a while. So just keep going, man. Wow. There is so much to unpack there. So much valuable content to dig into. I'm so appreciative for Peyton, not only talking about 
his platform, but also in a lot of ways making himself vulnerable, sharing his heart, talking about the good and the bad behind purpose and motivation and drive. So I know that you'll get a lot of value from listening to our conversation. I hope that you will also visit Peyton's website, read his articles, sign up for his newsletter. I imagine that Peyton and I will do more together when he gets closer to releasing his book and we'll make sure that you know about that when the time comes. But for now, I hope you take advantage of all of the other fantastic content that Peyton is putting out. Sign up for his newsletter, read his articles, follow along on his journey. I know that you'll be better for it. Again, thank you for tuning in this week on the Motivation for Regular People podcast. Please subscribe to the show, share it with anyone who you think might find it helpful. If you will rate the show, that will allow us to take our message to a wider audience and help more people, which would be fantastic. I'll see you again next week. And remember, you already have all of the motivation you need, and it's up to you to decide what you'll do with it. Thank you.